Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. And it's the Titterpigs, the RPG podcast. Am I getting paid for this one? Welcome back to another episode of Titter Pigs. This is episode 34. Scott, we are still in the double digits. We got a long way to go to get to 100. We're going to make it by the end of the year. Oh, God, no. God, no. Come on. It's no, it's November by my cl- my clock. It's November 12th. We can well, do this. If, if we gauge an episode based upon whatever the weekly uh, drama is on the RPG socials, then yes. But that's going to be a lot of episodes about dice fudging. And I don't have that much to say. <laughs> no, I don't either. And I don't have that much time to take off from my real job to record right. about dice fudging. Right. No, it's that's that. Uh, I, I'll let other people rant and rave about that. They're they're more than welcome to to carry that topic as long as they want. So that's uh, fair. But yeah, so we we are in episode 34 and it is we are rolling into the end of the year. Um, you know, we, hopefully we do plan on squeezing in maybe a a couple more episodes here or there. Hell yeah, we are. Yep. Before we get, we got to do our traditional end of year wrap up. Yes. We gotta, we gotta, we have to finish, finish our planning for that and put Mm -hmm. a bow on it and get into the studio and record it. And, and roll into technically what would be considered season three of Titter Pigs, which is, which is another thing to be happy about. To be fair, the the aspect of seasons kind of eludes me. It's I just know. I just you know we at the end of the year is where I said, well, fuck it, we're on season two. Yeah, so that's I that's know, how, right? And, and there there could be a bit of miss miss uh, 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 guidance or whatever within there because I don't think I started putting season into the episodes until six or seven in. So whatever. Yeah. So seasons <laughs> is really a misnomer. We should just say, yep. Episode yeah. numbers. Let's just stick with that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, yeah. and and so anyways, um, yeah, so we we do have a, a, a fairly interesting main segment, but we'll kind of get into a preamble for that a little bit later. But before we do that, 
Uh, what is new with the titter pigs? What's what have you been up to, Keith? <laughs> what? Well, okay. So for those that are following me on social media, or my lack thereof, I should say, um, <laughs> you might you might have noticed I am in a in a little bit of a gaming funk. Um, I have lost my gaming mojo. Right. Well, it's kind of a bummer. <laughs> sure. Uh, I am I am a passionate gamer. Uh, both board games, uh, hex encounter, war games. I love pushing cardboard around and obviously role-playing games. And mm-hmm. I have, over the last probably six or eight weeks, have really just kind of went and yeah. lost my mojo. I mean, I have no interest to, to like really read books. I'm still reading them for mm-hmm. writing reviews, but I'm starting to find it more of a chore than an enjoyment. Got and in playing games, I just don't really have the interest. I have been mm-hmm. playing some games and I'm just, I'm enjoying them, but they're just, it's, it's not the same as it used to be. Right. Now, I will say, you guys, the, the, the gang, as it were, right, have exactly. been trying to motivate me, like, hey, read this, play yeah. that, do this, write this down, uh, watch a movie, yeah. you know, do whatever, yeah, it, X, it, Y, Z. It, it, it's nothing to be ashamed of. It, it happens to most guys sometimes. Yeah, oh, they wait. make little pills for that, too. <laughs> That's what they tell me, but... Um, <laughs> but not for this uh, yeah. midlife crisis. But yeah. um, but that being said, I've tried a number of things and they haven't worked. Okay. And so here I am. And mm-hmm. we recorded the main segment of this episode just yesterday. So that's yes. to give, give listeners a little bit of insight into our recording process. Mm-hmm. We generally record the main episode before we re- record the intro. Yes. That's kind of the way we operate. Mm-hmm. And not always, but generally speaking, yeah. And matter after we recorded, of time, yeah. Sorry, go yeah, on. yeah. No, you're right. It is just kind of the way it works out. But after I got done thinking about post post recording, thinking about the the what we recorded mm-hmm. and the topic, and then I went to a an engagement with my wife and mm-hmm. got home last night, and I'm thinking about like. Trying to find my spark, right? Find yeah. find gaming again. And mm-hmm. I started digging around. I'm looking through my bookshelves and pulling books out and just thumbing through things. And then this morning, I, I didn't find anything last night. And this morning I woke up and it was like the little bit of a spark was there, just a little smoldering ember. So okay. I am hopeful that I can pull a few few threads together and mm-hmm. make that ember kind of glow a little brighter and see what happens. So yeah. No, yeah, I, mean, I don't want uh-huh. I, I don't want to I don't want to say too much cuz I don't know if it'll come together and jinx myself, but Oh no, I I get it. I, I I totally get it. But it's just it's good to know that there have some sort of I don't want to say hope, but I guess, you know, for lack of a better term, but you found something that, you know, you're actively trying to get back into it and 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 you know, yeah. find your spark and find your mojo and and you know, hopefully I'm it hopeful. does come. Yeah. And and <laughs> And again, I I think, and that might be, you know, this could also be another totally relevant topic of, you know, burnout. I know other people have co- yeah. covered that topic. And it and I think, I don't think there's anyone out there who hasn't had that kind of thing. No, it's a real uh, thing. Yeah. And it, it's it's nothing wrong, but it, it, it is frustrating. It, 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 I, I totally get it. It can be frustrating because it's like, you know, something that, that, you've, you've, that people have found joy in for well, let's just say from years or even decades, suddenly it's just yeah. like, meh, you know, meh. I just, I just don't, that's, 
I woke up one day and I was just kind of like, meh. Yeah. I've got a beautiful campaign downstairs that uh, I'm supposed to be reading to review, and I am reading it, and it is it is enjoyable to read mm-hmm. uh, so far. But it's just like I'm I'm finding it 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 and of itself is enjoyable to read, but I'm finding the process of reading it yeah a chore. Like when I was in my high school years, and I was forced to read books for English class and write book reports. It's like <laughs> right. I want Keith wants to read what Keith wants to read when I when Keith wants to read. Right, not what I'm told to read by an English teacher. Um, that when I find it, it's a chore. Yeah, I rebel and I, I put up a wall and it's like, nope, not touching it. And that's mm-hmm. kind of where, where I'm feeling I'm at. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping that this little bit of a ember that I'm kind of sensing in my head and you know and in my gut this morning is. Mm-hmm. Is more than just you know like last night's tacos <laughs> from the party, but you know just no. But seriously, that it's it's these couple of um, disconnected threads that I've I've for an idea that I've wanted to uh, pull together for for quite some time. Yeah, uh, three three kind of genre ideas and bring them together and maybe weave a little bit of a story together mm-hmm. um, and get a little little creative. And hopefully that's the that spark is the catalyst for getting over this funk till the next round of funk because it happens. Yeah, it 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 does. I mean, there, there's no denying it, and it's not always the game. It's 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 any multitude of outside and internal influences that you sure. know just just you know either distract you, take precedent, or just bog you down so much you just don't have the energy to. Want. Yeah, and many many yeah. people get that. So, oh, absolutely, and, yeah. So, so that's been my life, my situation. <laughs> so, I, I, you know, I think in the last time we recorded, I kind of alluded to it in the Possibly. last episode mm-hmm. in the intro, but um, I was still doing some reading and still doing writing. I'm still writing for the blog and, yeah. and doing those kind of things. It's a little less frequent, mm-hmm. um, which I'm kind of sad about. Yeah, because <laughs> uh, yeah. I do like writing, but. Yeah, well, it is what it is, but what have you been up to? Well, let's see. Um, I, as far as gaming wise, um, I'll just go through that because I don't, I mean, I don't have any, you know, gaming, uh, you know, internal conflicts or anything to discuss to, you know, so this can be a mutual uh, therapeutic session, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Uh, but, uh, but no, uh, let's see here. Um, continuing on, uh, I'm involved in probably too many games i would say and i think that's kind of, that maybe also creating a bit of a minor funk with me because okay um so i we we had our oh god i don't know exactly what it is but uh, last night was our game of hyperborea uh ran by uh you know andy markham i think we're over three years now and uh coming very close on to session 100 um wow. so so and last night was was absolutely fantastic. Uh, probably you know you know there's those those moments in the game where you have that that experience where it literally just highlights what the theme is supposed to be. Um, and right. La- last night was really indicative of sword and sorcery at its best. So and fantastic. Without, yeah, without going into any details, but that's that's what it was. So it was it was one of those moments where it's like you know this is great. I am I'm so happy. That I've been playing with the, the these group of, of people for you know so long and and still we're having these exciting moments. Um, but uh, 
Let's see, other than that, and oh, well, here we go. Well, well speaking of funk, I did did pick up, um, I may have mentioned this in the other episode, I'm not sure, but um, probably not, but I did pick up uh, my uh, Call of Cthulhu uh, Masks of uh, Niela Hotep campaign again. Uh, we had taken several months off, to be fair, and a mix, mixture of it was just scheduling. This is your uh, local group, right? This is my local group, yes. This is not online. Okay. This is local group. We, we meet at my friend's game store, usually, you know, every other Sunday for the most part. And we we took some time off. And it was a mixture, like I said, of scheduling, you know, the situation with my shoulder. Because, uh, you know, once, once that kind of kicked age. in. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, pay, you know old age and pain is, is a quick way to kind of take you out of the, uh, the loop for a while. Um, but also to be fair, you know, it, 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 long-term campaigns can be kind of a drag sometimes. Uh, and, and also there's, you know, for me who, you know, maybe slightly, you know, attention deficit disorder, I'm, I'm definitely dyslexic. Uh, you know, I constantly need to work at remaining focused on something long-term in certain, certain areas. And, you know, after a bit of time, it's just like, my God, we're, you know, we, we've been, we've been, they have been in Egypt for months. And, you know, I'm just like, you know, can we just please move on to somewhere else? And I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that to him. I'm not trying to push him or anything, but it's just. I hope they it, don't listen to our podcast. I mean, I hope they do, but I hope they don't. No, I, well, I've aired this before. We're, we're fairly open. Oh, you okay. Know? Yeah. So, cause, but, uh, but no, I mean, it's not, and it was nothing backtracking a little bit it wasn't necessarily them it's more it's always me you know this is this is great i'm i'm always glad they're having a good time and i always do my best to so you, you know so what you're saying is uh-huh. you were suffering some from some game master burnout exactly okay. exactly so but to call time, it what it is yeah but the timeout worked um i'm i'm good. you know i was excited when we got back to our first session we are supposed to have another one today hopefully if if everyone is available and we we ended the the last session on a uh, very um, you know dramatic pause. So so we're excited to get back into that. So that so this is the first of the new sessions. Uh, this is going to be the second one. Okay. Uh, so so that's 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 kind of gaming wise. And but there's other games I'm involved in. I'm involved in Doctor Mitch's Warhammer game, uh, which you know obviously he's running the he's running the Enemy Within campaign, another long term campaign. I'm enjoying it. I don't have any any complaints about the game. Uh, it's you know it's like all things. But you don't know where where you are in the campaign either. Well, that's different. But that's again that's a me thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, that adds to the mystery and the mystique of the game. Right. And then then I'm also in a um, uh, in our our patron Pat's um, GURPS game, uh, yep. which 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 I'm enjoying. And finally, I'm I'm also in the Traveler uh game uh so so these are on you know usually bi-weekly or whenever people can get together it's not like it's it takes up a lot of games it is a lot of games though so but you know it is what it is it's it it is you know uh an open table so if any situation comes up where i just you know can't handle it or or the my availability changes there's no problem right walking away from it because that's that's the perk of being a player um, it's, it's, it, even though as, as bad as you might feel, uh, you know, walking away from a game, it's a lot worse when you're a GM and you're just like, look, yeah, yeah. I just, you know, something's come up and we just can't anymore. 
so that's essentially uh, what's what's been new with me gaming wise. Um, just just carrying on, you know, with with everyday life outside of that. Nice. So, so, so let's talk about let's talk about our episode, <laughs> our our main our main topic for this episode. Yes, yes. So so our our episode that that it's going to be following this introduction is, and you, obviously you'll see it in the title. Um, it's it's going to be discussing safety tools uh, in in a particular method. Uh, we we tagged it as more of a water cooler chat. Um, you know, we weren't really out to save the world and provide a definitive definition on the use of them um, or of them in itself. But uh, but we were discussing what would you what would you say the the merits of safety tools, the utilization um, of them. Um, I wouldn't say a little from column A, a little from column yeah. B, but in context, the question as you posed it to for our conversation was yeah. their use in public gaming spaces, not at not at our personal tables. True. Right. With our friends, it was to be used in like our friendly local gaming stores, at game conventions. Right. You know, with people we don't know. Right. Public public spaces to to avoid potential negative situations occurring you know right and that's that's in a nutshell and people yep. people will write a 500 page doc, doctoral on on safety tools but but you know in a nutshell it's essentially it's something to keep you know to try to keep you know negative things from occurring or negative things from continuing uh right. once you know so but that you know we're not gonna we talk about all that in in the main segment so yeah but if, if it's if the little post that I, I put out last night is any indication as to the type of feedback we might get, um, it, it's it, it's going to it says a lot because it it did provide a bit of insight onto the discussion of safety tools that we really didn't touch upon. I don't think in there that maybe we can just you know briefly uh, you know take take a look at. And so, so to kind of so hold on. So, yes. so what you're what you're you're proposing to do right now in our intro segment to our episode is yes. kind of have an ad, an addendum to our main segment up yeah. front. Okay, I, I like mean, this. So we're yeah. we're doing things backwards, listeners. So yeah, eh, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, it's it's fine. Many podcasts do like you know. Hey, this is Mike from the future. I'm making you know I'm redacting <laughs> this thing because you know it may have been wrong or so, I want to add. Yeah. To it, so. so hey, listeners, this is Keith and Scott from the future. <laughs> right. We're gonna talk about things <laughs> and do this and that and connect dots. So here we go. Yeah. Try not to make it a completely different segment, but uh, so yeah. So long story short, which probably will end up being a long story anyways. Um, so just last night, I sent you a message saying, hey, what do you think about this question? Because, you know, one of the things that we talked about is not necessarily, you know, just safety tools unto himself. It's the content of RPGs, right? And, right. you know, uh, and there are specific RPGs out there that at least in this current day and age and with the um, progressive aspect of safety tools, their utilization and what, you know, and the ones that are available, was there, or is there, in your opinion, any sort of RPG based on its content alone, you know, um, that you would absolutely say, yes, not only am I going to, I feel it requires safety tools, that I'm going to need to utilize a variety of them because of the, the content, you know, you're, you're, right. you're, you know, and, and, <laughs> 
let's the re- just say, listeners, let's just say we're not going to tell you which socials we posted right. the question on. You can find it. Yeah. You can find it. Just it, yeah. it's not hard, but yeah. just go look if you if really you, want to. Yeah, if you, if you have However, some of, some of the responses that the question garnered. Mm-hmm. Woo! It's it's interesting, you know, it to, is. to be fair. I mean, you you would think it was just a very almost fluffy question you know i'll be i honest. thought it was when you asked me before you posted it because yeah. you asked me before you went live with the question i thought it was pretty straightforward yeah what rpg mm-hmm. in your opinion based off its content alone right warrants safety tools right and like i would expect answers like i don't know maybe like like call of cthulhu or cult mm-hmm. or delta maybe green chill yeah you know, or maybe Vazen, I mean. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it, I felt, you know, it wasn't a hard-biting topic, you know. It, it, no. We, it was, it was essentially pretty much a fluff question, and fluff questions are essentially designed to just, you know, get a little bit of insight. And, yeah. And, and also to, you know, fluff questions are also designed to promote uh, certain topics from people who are, you know, are providing content. You know, it's it's all it is. It's not a hit piece. Yeah. Um. So, but whole, but some I mean, of the responses are a little. It's it's odd. Um. I, I wouldn't say it's odd. I I would no. say I would say that um it's interesting. Uh. That uh. You know. It's it impact the question itself. I'm just gonna say this because I think yeah. we 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 kind of touch on this in the in the main segment too, mm-hmm. if not directly and indirectly. Right. This topic. People get very passionate about this topic. Exactly. And it brings out the, I'm just going to say it, because I don't think we say it in the main segment, but I'm right. going to say it here. Mm-hmm. It brings out the the best in people, and it mm-hmm. brings out the worst in people right. when they talk about safety tools. Right. Because you're either very, very passionate about it to the, to the mm-hmm. extreme, mm-hmm. or you're very passionate about it to the extreme. Right. Um, or, and, and then there's a lot of people that... And I mean the extreme one side or the other. Right. Um, and then there's people that are kind of down, you know, down the middle of the road that are like, oh, this game has some subject matter that warrants it. So I'm going to I'm going to have this or that. And we talk about that in the main segment. Right. So you'll have to listen for that part. Exactly. But there are people like, nope, I'm super passionate leaning this way. Mm-hmm. So I'm holding to my position here and super passionate the other way. Right. And I'm going to hold to my passion and, and those opinions there. <laughs> and you can start to see, if you look at some of the socials, the comments, you can start to see some of that. Right. Starting to, to kind come to of the surface, come to the surface. Yeah. Start yeah. to rise. Yeah. So, so I mean, it's, it wasn't meant to be a trick question. It wasn't no. meant to be a, you know, a gotcha moment. It wasn't meant to um, incite any sort of philosophical debate or passionate debate on the, you know, the merit of safety tools, the usage of them or whatever. But, you know, I think, as you said, a lot of people are very passionate about it and they're going to be what I would essentially call using a, a diplomatic spin. Like, like if you, um, you know, if, if you, if you ask someone a question uh, within the within the government, a, a basic yes or no question, you get you know a fifteen minute reply skirting around what was actually asked because they don't really oh, want to yeah. commit to it. So yeah, um, and and such. See, I, as, what I was hoping the question would would the types of answers that that 
particular question would elicit mm-hmm. is in in people in other people's opinions, hey, I think this game could potentially, you know, benefit from right different safety tools and these types of safety tools because mm-hmm. of this reason or that reason. Yeah. Or somebody countering with, no, I don't think so because of this or that. Yeah. You know, because I would never you know, let let's just say hypothetically somebody said, I don't know, mm-hmm. Pony Finder. I don't right. Know. Yeah, again. Um, yeah. or I don't know, pick any game, whatever, right? Yeah. Hero Quest. I, I mean, whatever. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Or Rune Quest. I, I I mean, it doesn't mm-hmm. really matter. Pick pick the most innocuous game you can think of, right? Yeah. That you would never think to have safety tools with. Or you would feel that anyone who is interested in playing it is already aware of the content and therefore there's a mutual um right. a, 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 a mutual identification of what's within the game yeah right it's we we know this game involves slicing monsters with swords and getting treasure and nothing more yeah right so but anyway yeah i was hoping to learn something from it a, a different take on a, a game that i would never have thought that you would might consider having you know the need for a safety tool mm-hmm. something is you know, as simple as an X card or wh- whatever it is, yeah. just to broaden my perspective on it right? and, you know, walk away learning something. But, yeah. you know, hey, it there is was, what it is. There was a bit, I mean, to be fair, um, one that was brought up was in regards to Vason. And I think what, what you know, essentially what was said was don't let the, you know, these, you know, these semi-cartoony caricatures um, fool you. Fair. You know, and and I've played Vason, and when I played Vason, it was with friends, and we didn't, you know, use safety tools because, you know, that was something that was just, you know, we're friends at the table. This wasn't in a public venue, and of course, this was in a public venue regarding safety tools and whatnot. Right. But and then someone else mentioned Colt because, you know, upon reading Colt, they they realized personally that uh, there was some lines they didn't realize that they had drawn in the sand. Uh, because of what they've yeah. read within the book, because you know it's one of those things where you know you if a lot of people talk about in regards to safety tools, it's used to protect people from personal drama, and not all encompassing, but that's used to make sure it's to, that it doesn't trigger people uh, moments yeah. that that are, that have been traumatic for them in the past, regardless of what it may be, but. You know, there's also things where you just realize, well, Jesus, this never happened to me, but I don't like this. Yeah. Um, and you and they realize that, you know, you know, by by reading the contents of of the <laughs> yeah. book. So, but but then others, you know, use it as as a situation of of just saying, well, all RPGs need them. Yeah. Okay. Again, that goes to my point. You yeah. you, you kind of have ex- generally in in this because it's so passionate right this particular topic more so than dice fudging for god's sakes or rules is written right and there's some real passion on both of those right you know you have your extremes mm-hmm. your left and right extremes and then you have a lot of folks that just walk down the middle that are a little more common sense and right. i'm not saying the the extremes aren't common sense i mean to them no. it's very they're very passionate about it mm-hmm. and they're entitled to their opinion so right. i don't want to we, we talk about that in the main segment so i right. don't want to i don't want to harp too much on that Right. Um, but before we transition over to the main segment, mm-hmm. is there any other things that you wanted to to add in our little? Well, I I do think future that, preamble. I do think I could be wrong, uh, and if we did, we didn't do it in much detail. We may have kind of jumped around a little bit. But another insight I gained from uh, you know this post and just kind of thinking back as to what we talk about is 
at the end of the day, you know, regardless of how you feel about safety tools um, and using them or not using them or using them sparingly or I don't need this for that or this for that or whatever, it is still an individual's personal decision. And by that, I mean choices are accompanied by positive and negative outcomes. And the person making this choice uh, is going to reap or sow those aspects. Um, so be cautious, be aware when it comes to these things um, that, you know, casting judgment on, on people in the hobby because they don't share your opinion is one of the things that the hobby can do without. Um, True story. If, if you're opposed to safety tools and other people are using them, you don't need to go off on a tangent on, you know, they're, they're, you know, they're a bunch of limp-wristed pussies who need to be wrapped up in bubble wrap. No. Just walk away from the game and the conversation and don't even engage. Right. And yeah. if, so you're, easy. if you're a giant proponent of safety tools and someone says they don't use them and they've never had a negative outcome uh, within their game, don't cast, you know, negative aspects on them because they were lucky enough to avoid a, a, a situation that, that required them. Because the perfect right. game, the perfect game is one where the, the safety tools never need to be utilized. Because everyone is on the same page. Everyone accepts the content. There was nothing involved in the game that caused any one of your players to be triggered, uh, whatever that case may be. And, you know, whether they had a discussion beforehand or they just, you know, rode by the seat of their fucking pants, you can't judge people based upon something that didn't occur, right? You know, or potentially could occur, you know, because these are all what if assumptions that, you know, you, you, you can't place that assumptions on people just because that they, they say, I'm not going to use a tool or I'm going to use a tool. Let people make individual decisions based on how they want to run their game and what they want to utilize and provide within that game. And, you know, if it goes against your personal feelings, fine. You just can carry on the way you do. You do you. And, you know, let them, you know, and, and down the road, if someone says, I've never used safety tools, but then all of a sudden something happened and now I, you know, realize that, you know, the benefit of them, I should have used them fine. And if someone says, I've, I've never used safety tools forever and, you know, nothing's ever occurred. Great. Congratulations. Um, I'm glad that you've never had a situation where you, you know, something came up where potentially, potentially, I'm going to say potentially, a tool could have either, you know, stopped it from occurring or continuing on into more negative aspects. But sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, so that's it's fair. I mean, there's just, as as we say in the deep south, you do you, boo. I, I just I <laughs> think know? there's in regards to safety tools and, and the debate, and you, like you said, there's there's people very passionate about it. Rather than debating the merits of the tools themselves, more people are more interested in proving other people wrong, and and yeah. not not necessarily providing a conversation as to you know why they are or why they should be. Now, some people do that, you know, and, and, I, and I applaud them for that. But once your opinion is done, 
<laughs> you know, move on, move on, move on, yeah. move on. So, so, so mm-hmm. speaking of moving on, what oh, do you yeah. say? Should we move on to our main segment? Absolutely. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Welcome back to our main segment of this episode. Scott and I are finally back in the studio. As you heard from our intro, we are going to do a little bit of a water cooler session this Mm -hmm. evening. Uh, We are going to just chew the fat, shoot the shit, whatever you want to call it. And uh, if, if you follow what water cooler sessions are like, I know we do them around my office and within the bigger community of what I do in, in my industry. Uh, we do them globally through Zoom, um, and yeah, we um, we attack problems, yeah, <laughs> and discuss things and try to get to the root of what the what a what the topic du jour is, and mm-hmm. then what some possible solutions to that topic are. So right. Scott and I are going to kind of tackle this a little bit today. Yeah, a little bit of a improv impromptu. So Scott, what are, what actually are we going to talk about? Well, I, I do want to just kind of predicate a few things before we dive into it. Uh, you know, one being is, you know, we are not a table t- tabletop RPG gossip channel. Uh, we do not hop oh. on the. We, I know it's. We'd probably get more listens if we actually did. We but would, that, but that's the. You know, that's that's the that's the way of the dark side. Um, <laughs> but uh, okay, that's fair. Yes, but uh, but you know, every once in a while, you know, certain topics may come up that Keith and I want to just chat about and. And ultimately, we're not here to solve the issue. We're just kind of here to maybe, um, you know, just discuss it and, um, you know, give give our opinions on certain things. And likewise, you know, you may hear a couple things on here that we're, where we will be playing devil's advocate. Um, so not necessarily our opinion, but, uh, you know, since we've been kind of, uh, you know, dragging the lead here a little bit, we're going to be, you know, discussing some divisive topics today. Um, we're going to, we're going to yeah! be talking. Yes. Um, so as of, re- as of recently, you know, certain things that have crept up again, like they do, uh, you know, certain things tend to be on a cycle and the topic of safety tools has come up. There's something that, uh, has also, uh, reared its head if we get around to it. And that's the topic of bleed and, you know, something else may, may come through it as this is strictly an organic conversation that Keith and I are going to have. Take that for what it's worth. Also, I think this is, this is also important. Um, both Keith and I just want to make it clear that we are not anti-safety tools. Um, that is we, correct. I yes. actually like my safety tools. Yes, we, we are not two old guys here ranting and raving how, you know, back in our day, you know, we, we climbed uphill through the snow and played Dungeons and Dragons with no safety tools and everybody was fine. Um, no, we're, we're, we're not here to do that, but... Like most things, uh, you know, there's there's certain opinions about how 
these tools are utilized um, and also how they're presented uh, to the general population of the hobby. And there's always going to be extreme views on both sides, you know, pro and con. Ooh, like uh, politics. Right, exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> and and I, I can almost hear the unsubscribe button being clicked. Um, I, you know, I, I think that's the, the sound we heard in the background right there. Right. Um, but I, I also do want to kind of preface, I, I throw my own preface in with this. Yes. Um, as this conversation evolves, wherever it goes, because we have no script, we're not doing anything right like that. In addition to Scott and I being, you know, supportive of safety tools, neither mm-hmm. Scott nor I are professionals in the like psychology area of of sciences or anything like that. So right. again, take take our conversation and our opinions, counter opinions, mm-hmm. uh, with a grain of salt, right? If you would, if you will, because we don't want anybody to take what we say as lock, stock, and barrel the law and press on with it and make decisions based off of that. Do your research in addition to what we say and make your own informed decisions and opinions based off your own research is what I'm getting at. Absolutely. No, I I couldn't agree more. Please and And, thank you. Yes. Oh, no, I I couldn't agree more. And and that's also kind of something that we, we may get into in regards to some of these things. But Okay, so we we we've we've prattled on, and I think we we've put up a, a decent enough cushion, uh, you know, to warrant off at least. Let's in jump the up and down on the cushion. <laughs> so Scott, you yes. you have your finger on this pulse a little bit better okay. than I have. Right. Um, I've been a little bit removed from the gaming scene a little bit, um, because mm-hmm. I've lost my gaming mojo. But that's for another that's for okay. another topic. Yeah. Um, but what have you? have you been encountering as of late mm-hmm. that has kind of spurred this water cooler kind of <laughs> discussion we're, we're about to embark on? Well, so, so there's, it, it's, it's not all encompassing, you know, it's, it's, it's not like taking over Twitter or any of the other socials. It's not, you know, rules is written versus just, you know, uh, improving it. It's not fudging dice. It's nothing like that. But, uh, kind of one of the one of the things that kind of led to this was um, there there was a there was a particular discussion and that discussion rolled into an opinion that um, conventions and such such other public venues as you know game stores and whatnot should unequivoc- unequivocally uh, demand that safety tools be used in any and all games and that got me okay thinking. interesting mm-hmm. and and that got me thinking because. Even though I'm not anti-safety tools, um, I personally feel that that they are relevant depending on the subject matter of your game. Um, that uh, that depending on what it is you're running, that the safety tool that you're ch- that you're choosing to utilize can potentially, and I'm going to put in quotes, potentially either prevent or in a reactionary role stop the further focus on certain subject matter that may make certain players uncomfortable, uneasy, or any other aspect such as that. But Okay. <clears throat> but but what? <laughs> but do they need to be presented in every single game? You know, hands down. And the conversation rolled into 
uh, of course, my, my immediate uh, response was, well, how do you police this? Um, how does a convention such as Gen Con make sure that every single table <laughs> uh, has safety tools readily available for people who are playing their game, regardless of what it is? If you can't, hmm. are you then requesting or requiring the players to report such incidences, if you get my meaning? I, I mean, I, I, I don't mean to step on your toes, but no, go I got, I got to go where my, where my head, my head's going. No, go initially. ahead. Um, yeah. in the case of just in general safety tools in a public venue, I'm, I'm not, I'm not of the opinion or I'm a, sorry, I should say I am of the opinion that I kind of support that. I have seen okay. some, some rather, uh, grotesque conversations come out of local gaming stores and in mm-hmm. conventions. I used to be a convention organizer yes, and run games at conventions. So I have seen the best of the best and I've seen, I, I won't say that I've seen the worst of the worst, but I have seen some, right. some pretty bad subject matter uh, arise in games. Mm-hmm. Now, will, would safety tools have prevented it? The, those oddball infrequent bad occasions i i don't know for sure because people are people right right they're going to do what they want to do right but i think having had had safety tools been like x card or a quick lines and veils at the beginning Mm -hmm. of a game had had been addressed and implemented could it possibly have prevented some of it quite possibly Okay. Now, in the case of like the convention I used to help organize mm-hmm. when we had, you know, 100, 125, 150 tables throughout a three or four day weekend of gaming. Right. You know, Gen Con, holy Christ, that's just massive. Right. It, it's nigh impossible to make sure that every GM is using some type of safety tool. But when you have your GM's code of conduct, that GMs sign on to when they sign, they agree to run a game at a convention, and you know they agree that they're if that's what the convention's policy is that you will you will at least use at a minimum lines and veils or X card or, or something that the the convention ascribes to right, and you don't, and they find out either a player reports or another game master reports or convention staff that do rotate and walk around just making sure it, you know, keeping peace Mm -hmm. uh, and looking for things happening that shouldn't be happening. Right. You know, report it, then obviously, you know, then you have violated the GM's code of conduct that you agreed to Mm -hmm. when you signed up to run a game. Right. So it it is kind of enforceable to some extent. Now you would just, in, in the case when we were running a convention, if you violated our, our GM's code of conduct, depending on the egregious nature of it we would we would boot you from the convention you wouldn't right. run any more of your games you would your badge would be revoked and you would be asked to leave mm-hmm. uh, and you would be banned from further conventions so right no i i'm i don't think i I'm, I'm saying that it's not enforceable because it okay. i mean it can be in one form or form or another i mean even starting at the beginning you, we require safety tools if you don't want to use them you can't join the con fair enough but as you said people are people and, right. you know, and we're dealing with adults here. We're not dealing with, with children. We're primarily dealing with adults and many adults and, you know, some rightfully so feel that uh, their, their particular game doesn't require it. Therefore, they're going to bend the rule and not utilize them. 
But what uh, do you do when? So let's say let's let's play devil's advocate for a minute, Scott. You're okay. running a game. <clears throat> let's say you're running a Dungeons and Dragons game. Yep. And it's got a an evil tinge to it, right? Because that's the kind of the, the vibe game you're running, right? Okay. And it's a, it's at a convention or game store. It doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. And I decide as a player that I am going to do something as a player. Right. You you've decided that no safety tools are required. Nothing's going to go off too far to the left or too far to the right. Okay. That's going to warrant it. The subject matter doesn't it in and of itself doesn't warrant it. Mm-hmm. But then I as a player decide my character is going to do something. Right. That goes outside of those boundaries mm-hmm. to where it's egregious enough um, that it might have you know uh, derailed the game. Could have used a could have used a warning to somebody like my character is going to um, you know I don't know flay that uh flay the skin off of that uh i don't know dead wizard or mm-hmm. i'm gonna lock those children in that in that barn and burn it to the ground i mean something something really egregious that right you know we all agree that even in a fantasy game should not happen you know in a make-believe game should not happen okay people are still people mm-hmm. and people play games for different reasons live mm-hmm. out their fantasies they want to be a knight for a few hours or a prince or a princess or whatever, live out this little fantasy in their head, regardless of what, whatever the genre is. I'm just using, you know, fantasy yeah. as the of course. Kind of catch-all right now. So what do you do? I mean, in that instance, if, if you're a GM and you survey the table, and or even if you as a GM take issue with that, you, you need to, um, if you feel that it's egregious enough, that you need to stop the game, and either have an immediate conversation with this person, or if it's so egregious that it is just completely unacceptable, you eject, you eject them from the table, and be and the, that's therein lies some of the issues with safety tools. Primarily, most of the safety tools are reactionary. Uh, they're designed not necessarily to stop these heinous events from from occurring. But to prevent right. them, to prevent them from continuing. Um, so, regardless of what you do after the fact, it's already occurred. There's no way to stop that. Um, that is that I, is true. But if you had, in my example, if you had an, if you empowered the players to have an X card, right? Sure. Right. So you, as the game master, didn't see anything wrong with what I did, but the players all had the power to to use the X card and go, okay. Hey, I want to X card that. That's just inappropriate. The players are empowered to make that comment. Sure, right. And, and without without pre- prefacing the game with the use of an X card, do players feel empowered to make that that call for themselves? Some will, some won't. It mm-hmm. Just depends on how they they feel socially. Like, are they socially awkward or not? Right. But even though you have reactionarily engaged with the the offending content, mm-hmm. you have also laid a marker on the table whether it's with an X card or just looking at the person, the game master or a player going, what the fuck was that? <laughs> you right. know, you laid a marker on the table that says that comment or that behavior or that line of thinking is not appropriate. No, I, and, and I get that. Um, and that's, that's one of the, one of the pluses of how they work. Um, sure. Yes. It, it's not going to, the only, the only tried and true method to be perfectly honest here, of all the safety tools available, the only tried and true method 
is an open conversation before the start of your game. But those are primarily reserved for games that have certain content that everyone kind of feels is questionable, the extreme. Right. And that w- and that prime in in my opinion, that's why these safety tools were created. They were created to um, to allow either the player or the GM to handle these extreme situations that potentially can occur in a game, content presented within the game itself, or the scenario that's being presented. Um, right. So it it it's it's not designed to prevent every possible situation as, as you said earlier you know pe- people are people um, but it can it can potentially stop it from getting worse but in certain situations the damage is already done especially when you're dealing with I guess triggers you know with certain people's triggers um, you know if 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 let's say okay <clears throat> there's a relatively innocent game of D&D we're, we're just going to use a vanilla one, like, you know, um, keep on the Borderlands, right? Okay. You, you really can't get more vanilla D&D than that. We're out of key. True story. Hello, Scott from the future here. I'm popping in to clarify something about keep on the Borderlands that I completely forgot about. And that is in one part of the dungeon, it houses some female orcs or goblins or whatever, monsters, and also their children that could potentially be killed by the adventurers. So, I'm not going to go into the real-world analog versus monster debate here, but I just wanted to point out that, yes, I may have been wrong, and in what I considered to be a vanilla adventure with no potential issues, but there is that, and do with that what you will. So please delete your post or emails you are going to send correcting us. (laughs) And now, back to the episode. We go to a keep, we do some hex crawling. We do some dungeon crawling. We, uh, you know, we kill some monsters. We get some treasure. We go back. You know, rinse, wash, and repeat. And but, and you you kind of go over this. And and most people, you know, you're going. This is this is what the game is about. You know, you're going to be killing monsters. You're going to be getting treasure. You're going to be conversing with some you know general NPCs. Nothing extreme. Okay, I don't like animal abuse. Right. I don't, I don't really know of anyone who does. Uh, Fair. And, okay. But you've created a group of uh, player characters, and one of which we'll just say is like a hunter or a ranger. And they have a dog, you know, a companion, a pet. And during the course of the, the, the adventure, you know, an, an orc, you know, hurts the dog because the dog uh, is, is part of the party and is also part of the combat. Right. Well, come to find out that somebody just you know loses their their shit lost their dog and because of this situation now of course an x card at the table is going to stop that from occurring but the but the the trigger of the gun has already been pulled you know the the essentially the 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 memory of the aspect has already been has already been applied now you don't want to make it worse because you know thank God most everyone is are carrying uh, human beings, but there was no way uh, for you to prevent that from happening, nor would you even consider it because that didn't occur to you. I mean, and and right. realis- realistically speaking, why would it? So um, now that that may kind of fall into the the aspect of 
well, then you should just have safety tools at every game no matter what. But did, did it actually prevent someone from recalling that horrendous memory of what, what occurred to them? And meanwhile, everyone else at the table, even though they don't like animal abuse, they don't have an issue with it, not because they're pro-animal abuse, but they understand that, well, this is part of the aspect of the game. This is part of the story right. involved. You know, if something like this occurs in a movie or in a book, you know, you, you don't, you're not pro it, but you understand it's, it's an aspect of what moves the story forward. Right. So I agree with you on that. And I think that's where like the, the particular safety tool, if it's used lines and veils, right. Is if used up front is, is a good tool, you know, where you, you set the things that are hard nose and the other things that are like, okay, if this comes up, we're going to, we're going to, it's going to be a veil. It's going to, it's going to happen, but we're not going to describe it. It's just going to be a thing that happens in the story, but we're going to move beyond it. Right. Right. We're not going to describe the, the animal abuse, just the dog dies. Boop. Done. We move on. But, but um, yeah, sorry, go on. I was just going to say, I mean, cause like in a good story, a good novel or movie, mm-hmm. those things do happen. You don't get up and walk up. Most people don't get up and walk out of the movie or throw the book in the fire, you know? Right. Um, however, the counter to this, the devil's advocate pieces, yes, you're not please. doing a lines and veils, reading a lines and veils sheet before a movie, going to see a movie or before you pick up a book to read a book. Right. But what you do tend to do is you look at the rating and right. the ratings include certain aspects of the movie or you've heard about it through water cooler talk or you've seen a right. trailer and therefore you make the decision that, well, this movie may not be for me. If if I yeah. can't handle gore or extreme violence, I'm not going to go see Saw. Um, right. And I've noticed, and it's maybe it's been happening for quite a while and I just don't pay attention, but mm-hmm. like a lot of these TV shows and that I've been binging lately and stuff, it'll have like just a little blurb in the upper left corner that says smoking, sexual <laughs> violence, gore, blah, 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 blah. And I just right. ignore them, but I've noticed yeah. them lately and I'm like, okay, so there's your trigger warnings, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we, we're starting to see them more in role-playing game products in general in yes. the, in the, you know, the elevator pitches yeah. for games, mainly in, I would say more predominantly in the horror realm of things, mm-hmm. but they are in other things, other game genres. Right. I wouldn't expect to see them in Westerns, but mm-hmm. eh, you never know. Okay. But I mean, it, it is one of those things, and, and that's, I, to be perfectly honest, out of all the safety tools that, that are available, I think one of the most intrusive and potentially damaging are is the checklist. Um, again. Are, are you referring to the big, comprehensive, time-consuming checklist from Money Cook Games? <laughs> yes, or any variant of that. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, this, this, this is one of those where I, I think I kind of get into uh, the extreme examples, the, the, the people who are proponents for safety tools, but they take it a little bit too far. Um, and be, because the, the checklist is one of those that n- could potentially derail or damage the game uh, simply because... It's not necessarily a checklist. Are you not okay with these certain extreme examples? It's it's more of what don't you like? You know, it's it, it's like it's like getting a Sunday. It's like, well, I don't want whipped cream, 
I don't want nuts, but I want cherries and I want, uh, you know, chocolate syrup because I don't like nuts and I don't like whipped cream. It's not like I necessarily have an issue with it or it's going to cause me any sort of emotional duress. I just don't like it. I don't want spiders in my game because they're icky. Um, and before not that I'm arachnophobic, right? <laughs> they're and just before, icky. And before anyone kind of goes on, well, Scott, you're just setting an extreme example, you know, which tends to occur in these type of conversations. These these what ifs. I'm going to say that that's what safety tools are designed for to a degree. You know, they're 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 designed to handle extreme examples. You know, it's whenever you hear something about a safety tool gone wrong. It's not because someone, you know, had spiders in their game and someone had an issue with it because they're icky. Um, it's, it's, always, it's always, you know, someone has an extreme phobia and the GM didn't fail to mention that, you know, spiders are part of the game and therefore, you know, chaos yeah. ensued. Well, we, let's, let's think back to some of these extreme examples, right? Since okay. we're talking right. about no, those. Yes. Um, I won't mention any names if I can help it, but there were some, um, internet celebs, right. That did (laughs) streaming and stuff like that. Um, and in one instance, I recall this individual was, I think they were at the culmination of their scenario or their Mm -hmm. campaign. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden without warning, there was no warning to the players. Mm -hmm. There was a situation of sexual assault within the story. The players were not told ahead of time because it was being recorded. It was being streamed and right. then recorded for posterity. And they were they were not told in advance and given warning, right, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that this situation was going to arise. And, you know, there was no – apparently there was no pregame uh, discussion of it. Mm-hmm. And that was just l- thrust upon them. Mm-hmm. And this sexual assault situation – that's a, an extreme example of a game master just throwing something, you know, yeah, horrific in yeah. general, but mm-hmm. potentially very triggering to somebody that ha- may have had a real life situation. Right. You know, somebody going to the spiders. I don't have a specific example, but somebody could have had a, I don't know, an, could be truly arachnophobic right. from a spider incident when they were a child. And mm-hmm. generally spiders don't like in a game won't, won't trigger them to have some kind of freak out episode, but mm-hmm. something in, in a story may be just that oddball catalyst that sets them over the edge and boom, you know, they yeah. start having a, you know, cold sweats and a panic attack. Cause it's, it's very reminiscent of that very triggering experience they had as a child. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so you never know what's going to trigger somebody. I mean, we all have our own issues of what what we do and don't like. Right. Right? Like, we don't. We both agreed we don't like, you know, pet animal abuse, right? Right. I'm a veteran. I spent time in Iraq getting shelled and getting shot at and all that right. fun stuff. There, you know, there are... I've got my own issues, right? <laughs> Let's yeah. just be clear. Keith has his own issues. Yeah. Um, I'm not very vocal about them, but, you know, there mm-hmm. are... I, I don't tell my game masters ahead of time, like, hey, I don't want this specific thing in, in any game I play. Um, right. But that's, that's, that's a key thing, right? That's a, yes. I make those decisions for myself. But other people may, if given the opportunity, say, listen, mm-hmm. I, I don't want games that have abusive children. And I'm very vocal about that. I don't want any game. I won't yeah. play in any game that has sexual violence or abusive children in it. That's just, 
Yeah, you even know, if it's, it's failed just, or in, in, in any context. Yeah, I mean, now, if we're playing a game that's, you know, your, your preteen, teen investigators, and it's, mm-hmm. you know, there, there's some give and take in that, right? Yeah, like kids yeah, exactly. on bikes and whatever, but, but we're talking. You know, but if it's wanton yes. abuse, no. Yeah, I mean, that's... The, and, and again, these are extreme situations, you know, right. and, and, but you, you have levels of acceptance. You know, if, if you're playing a game on kids on bikes and the monster threatens the, the kids, and to be fair, I've never played it, so I don't know if death occurs in the game or not. But, you know, let's just say hypothetically speaking, you're okay with that. But if we're dealing with extreme examples like molestation, um, or very graphic, detailed, um, you know, murders that that involve children, or, right. or, or certain things like that. That's different. But again, an extreme situation, uh, the, and that's and I think that's where I kind of slide off some of the scales of the the absolute aspect of the necessity of of safety tools. Is I do feel that they were initially designed to handle very touchy subjects but then right. it kind it kind of slid into more of does this make you uncomfortable or do you just not want this not not really a question of can you not handle it but you don't want it icky spiders and, again yeah or 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 other things i mean you know uh in to kind of bring back the D thing you know there's always the controversy of you know let's we'll just say the orc controversy you know, or right. orc, orcs are people too, or are they just uh, mindless NBCs to kill and take their treasure? And they're all evil. Uh, that, that's, a, that's a topic that a lot of people run around with uh, quite a bit. And, but if you're sitting down at, at a game table and, you know, of D&D and you say, well, I don't want orcs presented as evil. And, and it's like, well, okay, but this is not necessarily an emotional aspect. This is like a personal preference. Right. And then that's that's where we get into the aspect that I feel a lot of the a lot of the safety tools or some of the more extreme proponents of the safety tools tend to ignore is player responsibility at the table. Again, the only safety tool that that is primarily going to work best is open conversation. This game, especially in regards to certain games that are going to that need it to be a part of it, like horror games. Yeah. You know, right. Um, this game is going to have touchy subject matter. It's going to touch on this, this, and this. Well, as, as your game master is going over that, you don't, you have an issue with one of those things. And the best solution for that is for you to excuse yourself and get up and go. Because if you have an issue with that, and, and again, I'm kind of bouncing around here. Another right. thing, another thing that involves safety tools is I feel a lot of people, you know, you're supposed to accept it carte blanche. You don't question, you know, you don't question what your issue is uh, because it's personal and kind of, and then that's kind of a little sticky situation, you know. Right. You're, you're you're opening up to a complete stranger about a very personal aspect of your life, and yet you're, they're not allowed to, you know, make any point of reference to it. So, um, so. If you have, you know, if, if there's, you know, if you say, well, I have an issue with this subject and the game master says, well, this is a crucial aspect to the story that I'm trying to, to present here, then again, you as a player need to get up and should get up, should be an adult about it, mature and get up and leave right. simply, be, simply because 
you and your personal preference is going to ruin the game for everyone else who doesn't have an issue with that, you know? Right. And that's, so if the GM has done their part and I, and I am at an absolute agreeance with you on this, mm-hmm. if, the, if you or I, as a game master have laid out, Hey, this is a horror fantasy horror story. And right. the subject matter is, you know, the, the story is likely to include, you know, body horror and this yeah. and that and this and that. Um, I've, given you all the case exam you know the cases of what it's likely to entail mm-hmm. does anybody you know the open conversation right is this right. going to be an issue for anybody right and if you as a player don't want to open up just as a modicum of respect for yourself and for the other players to say listen right i i don't like body whore i'm gonna you know okay well, this game, you know, the the game is it's kind of an intrinsic part of the story. I, mm-hmm. I can't retro change the game, mm-hmm. and the player should not be shamed to leave the table. No, of course not. I don't believe in shaming anybody for any reason at the game table because that's that's counterproductive within the hobby. We have enough shaming as it is for other things, right? Um, and we don't need to we don't need to perpetuate any of that. But the players should also feel empowered to say, "Hey, I'm not cool with body horror," and they should also feel empowered to go, "Since I'm not cool with body horror, mm-hmm. and you can't change the game, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go find another game." Right. You know. But game right. masters, like you said, need to be open and honest in advertising their game, and right. then when everybody sits down, going back over those things and having that conversation, because mm-hmm. it's kind of like a I don't want to say a preemptive, but a, a a preview of the lines. I won't say veils, but like lines. Like these right. are the thing. I, I shouldn't even no. I shouldn't even say that. No, because lines are things that we're not going to go. We're not. We're going to hard stop at those. Okay. Um. So lines isn't appropriate in that one. But it's right. it's a summary of the triggers, right? The the mm-hmm. subject matter. You know, so if you have issue, if you take issue with any of these things, mm-hmm. this is not the game for you. Just like I think when I when I run a game at a game convention, I always put an age thing on it. Right. I will say it's for sixteen plus, or if mm-hmm. it's if it's if it is a kid friendly game, I will put like twelve plus on it. Right. Because that's where the subject matter is appropriate in mm-hmm. theme, and I want it to be kid friendly, or I don't I don't intend it to be kid friendly. For reasons. And, and and I think what we're talking about is what some people throw under the list of safety tools, the, the open door policy, I think is the the term for that. And yes. and and again, you know, this this I think a lot of the point a lot of the point of contention about safety tools is the name. You know, because you know, in regards to safety tools, you're gonna get a lot of uh you know, uh, beefy macho guys, you know, going, I, I don't need to bubble wrap myself. I'm, you know, perfectly capable of doing yeah, that. Yeah, I'm not a bubble boy or bubble right. girl. Um, and, and and then on the extreme of that, there's nothing I can't stand more is when people use it as a gotcha moment. You know, I I I I don't need safety tools. I just have an over com- conversation with people at the table. Well, that's a safety tool. You know that? Um, and that's not, that's, that's not going to win yeah. your case. You're, you're just being, you're just being a smart ass. But, um, yeah. if, if you're, if you want to encompass every little thing and, and again, you know, an open door policy, if you're going to consider that a safety tool, then sure. I, I do feel an open door policy should be, 
available at every table, but that's not really an enforcement, though. You know what no, I mean? No, that is that allows players an out, right, to leave the table under for whatever reason they want. Either a there's some subject matter that they're not comfortable with, right, and they don't want it. They don't want to publicly say. Mm-hmm. They can just get up and leave. Yeah. If there's a player at the another player at the table that is problematic and the game master isn't doing anything about it or for whatever reason mm-hmm. they have an issue with another player at the table it lo- allows them to get up and go I- i'm going to run to the restroom and they never come back um right. it just allows a player a way to leave the table mm-hmm. under whatever auspices for whatever reason that they want to mm-hmm. leave and never come back right I, I believe in the open table policy, and I tell my players, this is always like in a public game, this is an open table policy. If you're not enjoying this game, right? just tell me you're going to the bathroom yeah. and walk away, back. and I will, I, will, I will not think any less of you, because not every game is for every person. But, but if you're really going to, ba- to the bathroom, let me know, because you know, I, I want to well, know. Well, if, if, you're, you're, going, if you're really going to the bathroom, I'll see you back in a few minutes. Right. Um, but no, I agree. And, and I think, again, if, if you're going to try to categorize every little thing as a safety tool, fine. You know, if, 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 you, if that's your, your need. Uh, but, but open door policy is probably one of the least intrusive aspects sure. of the game. And, and, but like all safety tools, they're only as strong as the person implementing it. You know, some, some people could... You know, just regardless, if you say it's an open door policy, some people feel that if they excuse themselves from the table, that it draws all the attention to them, however brief yep. it might be. And they, they don't want that because they're not comfortable with that. So, so it's, it, it's, but it is one of the, one of the better ones, if you're going to categorize it as a safety tool to express, because it, it, it literally is one of the, I'm not going to say one of the the you know the only one, but one of the few few that kind of puts the responsibility on the player um, to where you know I've this is the game, and at any moment if you don't like it, and and it could even be not the content if you're not having fun, you know if you're not just enjoying this game, if you find out yeah if 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 you find out that you know you know someone who is um, you know wearing a kilt running a space 1889 game. Is not for you. You should feel you should be able okay. to get up and leave the table and not right. feel bad about it and go about your day, <laughs> right? And um, have a great Gen Con, right? Exactly. Which we, you know, we, but we're adults. You do as do as we say, not as we do, <laughs> not as we did, <laughs> right? Um. So yeah. So but, I can okay. see. All right. Sorry. I go was ahead. just going to say I can see the I, this. The safety tool conversation could go on for hours. Mike. Yeah, I mean, you know, we'll 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 carry on for for a bit, but I think let's let's get back to I guess probably one of the, the primary points that brought this up is if you're going to include open door policy as as as, as a safety tool, then that kind of changes the concept of you know safety tools should be um, mandatory at all games, all right, and and at any public events, I should say. That's to me. That's that's a little bit different because it's not as intrusive as some of the other ones that that are being utilized, and primarily has the least possibility of being abused, uh, both by the players and and the GM. No, oh, I'm going to al- X card this. Okay. <laughs> so no, I'm just abusing it now. No, I'm yeah, just kidding. Exactly. There's an example of it being abused. So so I mean, 
so yeah, I mean, you own Root, right? I do. Do you feel, and I'm not saying you wouldn't, but do you feel that safety tools are necessary in running a game of Root? At face value, no, but um, I play with humans. Right. (laughs) And humans have twisted twisted minds. And I say that because, as I said earlier, Mm -hmm. we all play games for different reasons. Right. Right. You know, we all—I I think in general—we all play games for escapism mm-hmm. first and foremost. We want to—we want to step out of our bodies, minds, souls, whatever, for for a short period of time and be somebody else and do something else for a little mm-hmm. while. With that, people do play games in addition to escapism for fetish reasons, whatever. People play games for a variety of reasons, so somebody's fetish could be to play, you know, little furry woodland creatures and start little families and, and be a psycho sadistic vagabond mm-hmm. in picking any glade or whatever it's called. <laughs> and, you know, right. it's like, I don't know. And so people are people. Yeah. But I don't know. It, it's Does still that holes in your comment in, in your th- thought. Not, I mean, in, in a way, but again, it, it's one of those things where, you can't potentially plan for every negative outcome of the game. Otherwise, what's the point? Fair. You know, no, that uh, is absolutely fair. It, it is, you know, the, the GM, especially at a con, has enough work, preparation, stress yes. on top of it all to concern themselves with re- and then rather than des- decide, you know, or, or have to deal with the situation of, Okay, now I have to implement safety tools into an other into a you know into certain games. I'm not again horror games for the most part. Yes, um, games with certain subjects. Yes, games with certain utilities in the game, like Power by the Apocalypse. Uh, yes, uh, but um, but you know, and if if I'm going to run Pony Finder, do do I really need to you know have to concern myself with something like that? No. Or, I, I- or, or can or I magical be, kitties save the day? I, right. I don't foresee that I, needing it. Right. Or or can I just simply be trusted as a competent adult to manage the game accordingly? And that's I think that's where it kind of slides. I, I tend to feel that, at least at least my belief that no matter how shit the world is, no matter how an, an extreme example that people can present, those are exceptions. That's but not what mag- about though? Mm-hmm. Just as a just as a point of order, right? Yeah. Just because you're an adult and you can manage your game of Pony Finder or Magical Kitty Save the Day, right? Mm-hmm. And humans yep. being humans, mm-hmm. if if the expectation is that public play will have at a minimum some basic safety tools, right? Yeah. If it's a community agreed thing, right? And this is just sure. a hypothetical, right? Open table policy, X cards. And content warning, right? Just those three very, very basic things, mm-hmm. right? Nothing that's too intrusive, nothing that's, uh, some of it's proactive, some of it's reactive, right. but none of it's uh, time uh, overly time-consuming and none of it's super intrusive, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so if we agree on that, if we move forward then, if those are, say, let's just say hypothetically, those are the accepted norm in mm-hmm. public play games. Okay. If, if those are now the norm at, you know, say, um, I don't know, Gen Con, right? Right. The players, not only do you as the game master have the expectation to 
do your part in advocating for those things. Mm-hmm. The players come to the table knowing that those things are in effect. They're going to be told what the content warnings are. The game right. should be advertised with their content warnings or mm-hmm. no content warnings if there is none, age appropriateness, those kind of things. Right. Then they're reiterated at the table. There's an X card and an open table policy if something does come up or mm-hmm. they want an out. And because people being people, people are going to push boundaries no matter what. I have seen it myself. Yeah. But I think what it does is if the GM has that expectation mm-hmm. put upon them to make sure that they adhere to those things and the players know that those things are in effect mm-hmm. and now they come to the table with a certain expectation as well uh, and in terms of a, a subconscious code of conduct, as if you will, right? right. You know, this game includes X, Y, Z, and double A, double B. Mm-hmm. And I, ha- I going to the going to that game. They know that they need to be okay with those subjects. Right, and they're going to be reiterated to them. And then, if anything diverges from them or too egregious within those, there's a there's an X card to go. Eh, let's stop this. We don't need to go any deeper with it. Mm-hmm. And then move with the story on whatever. Right, but it but it puts puts responsibility on both people, right. regardless of what the game is. Right. Because let, let's face it, there, there's some sick fuckers out there. Magical yeah. Kitty Save the Day is for like six plus. I, I, I can see some people going like really pear shaped with that game because they're going to have a fetish thing. Yeah. I, I again. Or Pony Finder. Come yeah, on. I, I don't know. It, it's, Who doesn't do... want to get their furry pony fixed on? <laughs> Remind me never to invite you to Magical Kitties or uh, Pony Finder. Um, I'm not saying I got a furry pony fetish. <laughs> I'm just saying there are people. Oh, yeah. No, we'll talk about it after we're done recording. Um, but uh, no, I mean, open door policy, content warning, yes. Now, these are things that have existed since almost the beginning of the hobby. And, you know, I don't care if you want to call it, you know, safety tools um, or, you know, whamma lamba ding dong. You know, these, these are things that, to me, in basic games, and in most parts, certain aspects of horror should be sufficient for someone to make a decision for themselves. Again, like all tools, if utilized properly. Um, X cards, though, um, I don't know, because there's the devil's advocate discussion of that is, yes, people are people. And it's it's there to stop people from doing extreme examples. But it's it's also, if, if we're going to do that, there's also people that may abuse it um, to certain degrees. And, and again, for yeah. every, for every counterpoint of an extreme example, there's always the other one of someone abusing the X car. They just, you know, they're, they're using it not because they're having issues. They just don't like where the game's going or right. they, they have, or an they issue. think it's funny. I've yeah. seen that too. So, so I, I guess in, in regards to certain games, it's, it's not that I have an issue with the X card. It's just, are some of the more intrusive ones have a sliding scale of necessity? And I kind of think that's where I probably sit. Um, not saying that you that you can't use an X card in Pony Finder or some basic game of D anD D, but then again, there's relative expectations with that. You know what D anD D is going to be for the most part. And again, not talking about extreme examples. You know, right, we're just talking right, about okay. it. you sit down at a at a basic D anD D game. Probably ninety nine percent of the time, it's going to go exactly as expected. Um, to, and cause there's, you know, there, there's not, there's not, um, uh, 
content designed within it to, at least within the base game, content designed to present things. It's not cult, right? No. Uh, it's, it's not, not. cult. Uh, cult is specifically designed to touch on these issues. Um, whereas, whereas, so, so yeah, I mean, again, not anti, you know, not anti-safety tool, you know, use as many or as you want within your game or, you know, ones that you feel are, are necessary. But I do feel that, that at the end of the day, open conversation, content warning, open table policy is really the only ones that are not going to fail and have the least amount of chance of being abused one way or another. And to me, for a majority of the games out there, should be sufficient. Um, and and, and there's and there's going to be people saying, well, where's the harm in just having it available? Well, we've, we've touched on that. The, the, the potential for abuse, extreme situations, um, you know, utilize, utilization of it, not necessarily to stop something you don't like, but you're wanting to change the aspect of the game personally and making the game about yourself and not necessarily, you know, the group there at the table. Right. So, but I mean, it, this is strictly opinions and, and, and like all things, uh, opinions can change. So, and this is not something that, you know, anyone listening should, you know, go out and say, you know, well, Scott's point of view is this, therefore I'm going to do it this way. No, make your own decisions, you know, do, you know, follow whatever, you know, path that you feel is, is acceptable for you and, and, and yeah. utilize it the way, the way that you feel it should be utilized. So, yeah, no, I want to, I want to piggyback off of that. So yeah. as Scott said, you know, do your thing. If, if you don't want safety tools at your table, that mm-hmm. is your preference, then all the power to you. If you want safety tools, there's a bazillion of them out there, far more than we even touched on. I mean, yeah. there's an entire website. I'll, I'm just going to throw it out there. It's called TTRPG Safety Toolkit, and it's at ttrpgsafetytoolkit.com. See, Scott, now we don't have to put it in the show notes because it's right here in the podcast. Um, <laughs> no one writes a, it down. <laughs> I know, right? Um, two folks, two very kind folks put this website together a, a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have, when you drill in, the website's free. When you drill into the website, there's a, a plethora of toolkits uh, yes. in the toolkit, uh, different tools you can use, different safety mechanisms. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're for safety tools, I implore you to go dig through them, find the things that work for you and your group. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you feel you need them, if you don't feel you need them, you know, obviously feel free to just ignore the website and don't bother. Yes. Um, but I would say at a minimum, kind of bringing it back around, if you're going to run a public game, whether it's at your local game store, a mm-hmm. convention, online, or in real space, right. you know, uh, have an open table policy. It hurts nobody. And mm-hmm. it shouldn't offend anybody right. to, for somebody to get up and just be like, oh, I'm going to the restroom and never come back. Because for whatever reason, something they didn't like something about the game. And that's okay. That's not to say that you're a bad GM or the players are bad. It's something they didn't like. And yeah. they shouldn't be penalized for that. Right. That's always a great option. And I implore you to to utilize that. Uh, I would also say the content warnings when you adver- you know, you know, advertise your game and you're submitting your game for a convention. Put your content warnings in there. It doesn't hurt anything. It should not offend anybody to see content warnings or right. put them out there in public. You're not giving away your story for God's sakes. 
No. I'm so tired of hearing people go, well, I can't tell you what, I can't tell you what the content warnings are because I'm going to give away my story. You're not giving yeah. away your effing story. No. 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 You, so. you, <laughs> there's always a way to present you yes. know, the, the general summary of it regardless of what what any sort of you know uh twists are involved right. in it um because you're going to give an elevator an, an elevator i can't talk today an elevator <laughs> pitch yeah for your game no matter what if you are putting it on an advertisement board at your local game store mm-hmm. to draw people in or if it's for a convention game you got to give a pitch all you're adding is you know um body horror you know just trigger words right body horror yeah um Violence against adults, violence right. against uh, orcs, whatever it is. Yeah, drow are not evil. Whatever, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, no, it, it's things that you think people are g- gonna want to know. Right, and it's not giving away your story. No, and and it doesn't. And don't think of it as negative. You know, yeah. it's 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 designed not only to tell people this may not be for them, but it's also designed to tell it. Oh, this game may be for me. Right. Um, you know, you may get more people into your game if they have a clear idea of what it is. Um, right. I, I know many people who have thought, I like horror. I've played Call of Cthulhu and chill. I heard cult is horror. I'm going to play that game. And <laughs> woof. <laughs> they were in for a surprise because they either didn't do the proper research or the game wasn't presented as, as well as it should have. My guess and, is the latter. Yeah. And and so, you know, and and and, and I think I think that kind of touches on another thing. You know, again, as many tools that are out there to prevent you as the player from having to touch upon sensitive subjects you don't want to do, there still is a responsibility and, and an onus on you to do a bit of research on anything that you're going to be joining into. Um, you know, it, it's if in if in the cult game, yes. If it wasn't presented as such, you know, yes, bad GM. He shouldn't have. But as a player, it would have only taken you thirty seconds to do a little search on Google about what this game is about, and it would have told you everything you need to know um, before oh, yeah. putting yourself in a uh, you know in a particular sticky situation. So yes, take do do you know do yourself a favor. Do do some research on these games. There's so many games out there. New ones opening up every day, and and let's let's be honest. I think in this particular generation of games, there's a larger interest in people on touching on and trying to stretch the boundaries of RPGs that they're starting that they're wanting to touch upon more on sensitive subjects, not necessarily you know extreme like like rape and body horror and stuff, but they're also touching on things like romance, like sex, uh, interpersonal relationships. Bad sex. Uh, yeah, and bad sex. I wrote that. a review about that game. <laughs> that's, that's actually a game. No shit. Yeah. And, it's a and, game. It's a, from a Finnish guy. And if that's what people want to um, investigate and invest in an RPG and they're okay with that, more power to them. But again, uh, there's a lot more of that uh, that, that people are, are you know creating and, and trying to discover and push the boundaries of that and... You want to make sure that the boundaries that they're pushing are not boundaries that you don't want to cross. So it's yep. it's you know do do some research you know please yeah. Um, so everybody has responsibility for their own entertainment. It's yeah. not your entertainment. Your entertainment and your responsibility doesn't get thrown out the window, and and that 
that onus placed on the GM. Right. That's just not a thing. You no. are you are investing as as is the GM in your entertainment mm-hmm. at the table, and it is your responsibility, as much as it is the game master's responsibility, mm-hmm. to lay out all the facts. The GM's responsibility to lay out the facts of the game, like right content, you know, the content warnings and things like that, age appropriateness, whatever, kind of the rules of engagement uh, before the game, and reminder at the start of the game. And then you as a player have your own responsibilities to accept those situations, you know, the the content warnings and make sure you meet the age appropriateness and things of that nature and agree to play the game. Because mm-hmm. if body horror is not your kind of thing and the game is going to have body horror in it, don't play the goddamn game. Yes. Clear the seat and let somebody else have the seat. Yes. And I think before we, we close on this particular topic... I think another important aspect is, and this is not necessarily regarding them themselves, but the the argument of safety tools. If you have an issue with the name, but you're a proponent of open door policy, I've been using this since 1974, but I don't consider it a safety tool. You who are a proponent of safety tools, don't be a dick. You know, don't go out of your way to point out to people that you know, well, open door policy is a safety tool. Be content in the fact that regardless of the label being presented, that they're using something. The argument is not for what is or what isn't a safety tool. The argument is for properly using them. And the quickest way to turn somebody against using a particular tool is to be a smart ass about it be snarky, be pushy, and utilize wordplay, not necessarily, um, you know, continue the cause of them, but because you want to get one up on someone. You know, if if someone says, if someone comes out and says, I don't use safety tools, but I have open door policy, and I discuss everything with the game, and I don't need it, move on. You know, they're using it. You don't need to point out that it's a safety tool. It just creates more contention unnecessarily. So. Right. They they see it for what it is. Yeah. They just don't call it a safety tool. Maybe they're just for whatever reason. Yeah. Cuz safety tool is is more a more modern terminology and that's okay. Right. Whatever. Hey. Yeah. It's okay. We're all trying to get after the same thing. Right. A better gaming experience for everybody sitting at our table. That's the bottom line. Exactly. Exactly. Unless it's Pony Finder. Well, we just don't talk about Pony Finder because what happens at Pony Finder stays at Pony Finder. I mean, you know that you 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 dress up one time and show up at a, at a table. Suddenly, you're a brony. I mean, I, I don't know what to <laughs> listen, say. dude. What you do at cons, that's what you do at cons. I don't, I don't, I don't partake in that. But I'm not going to belittle you for doing that. Okay. Right. Right. Oh. Just like safety tools, you can call it whatever you want as long as we're just, we're we're looking after the people at our table. That's exactly. All. Exactly. So. All right. Well, are wow. are, are we done with, with our water cooler talks? I know Woo! we mentioned a couple other things. I don't know if you want to touch touch on that other one briefly or if we just save that for another another day. Oh my god. That's you know, I we've we've run long in the tooth on this one. I, mm-hmm. I we'll save the other one. I think because I think the other one could run long too. So Ex- exactly. So so yeah, so we, we did mention uh, discussing uh, the aspect of bleed. 
Yeah, so look but, for that uh, one in a future episode. Yes, look for that one in a future episode. And this one I'm going to let Keith lead because I'm familiar technically with what it is to a certain degree, but I never necessarily you know, f- found it utilized as an actual um, label term. So maybe Keith can educate me and, and the listeners onto what, what that is. And, uh, oh, fuck, we, I got to do my homework. We can, we Damn can take it. it from there. We're not supposed to do homework. No, I mean, not homework. I mean, by, by homework, I mean, pull up a website on Wikipedia and read it, <laughs> read it as we're recording, you know, cause that's, that's yeah, there how, we go. that's how we do most things. So, so yes, if you have any comments, uh, please feel free to send it to us. Uh, we, we completely understand this is, this is a divisive topic. Um, if, if, if we said anything you disagree with, uh, you know, tell us, us know, tell us, let us know. Um, don't take it to heart um, one way or another. Uh, everyone's an individual and everyone is, can have their opinion. Um, and, you know, it just depends on how you present that opinion, in my, in my opinion, opinion. Uh, opinion, opinion opinion but that's what makes our gaming community so awesome right we we all have opinions right um because opinions are like assholes everybody's got one <laughs> uh, i've been waiting all the episode to say that perfect um, however mm-hmm. um we should all have an opinion on the subject whether you right. agree with ours or we we would agree or disagree with yours that's okay right as long as you have an opinion on the subject as mm-hmm. long as you listen to other people's opinions, whether you agree with them or not, that's right. okay. Right. Bottom exactly. line, bottom line, as long as your players at your table are having a good time mm-hmm. and don't walk away feeling cringy or, or anything, then obviously you're doing something right. Exactly. Or you're not doing something wrong. So it's okay. Exactly. One, one way or another. Oh, and before we end it, just one more thing I just want to preface. Do it. We know that you don't need safety tools with your friends at the table. Come on. That's not an argument. You know, there's you, this is primarily dealing with people who've never met and strangers. You know, if you and your, your friends or your buddies have no problem with any sort of topic, you don't need to come in and say, well, I don't need safety tools because me and my friends have been playing it for, for the past 40 years and never had an issue. But no, no but shit. How do I, how do I remember <laughs> every time the infrequent times that I run games for you that I have to have on the list of things that, that you get super excited and triggered in a, in a super happy, horny way about um, ponies, pony well, finder I, stuff? I mean, when I start rubbing my pelvis on the camera, you know. Um, that's <laughs> but I need it. to know that in advance because it's cringeworthy. <laughs> no. No. I, no, I just, I know. You're we, not we, wrong. We can sit here and, and, and preface every sort of extreme example, yeah. and it will just go on for hours and hours. But I, I just wanted to throw that out. Yes, if you you know if you and your friends don't need it, then don't feel like it's necessary. But you don't need to use that as a point of objection in the whole right. ridiculous safety tool conversation and argument that's that goes on and will continue to go on, you know, and in, in, well into the future. But it's uh, never going to end. No. But let's end our episode here. Yes, sounds good. Hey, Titterpigs fam, just a quick reminder, we do have our Patreon going on. It's patreon.com slash titterpigs. 
You can show your support there. We have two tiers for you, a $3 and a $6 tier. So show us some love and be part of our growing community. And speaking of our growing community, I'd like to give a shout out to our current Patreon members. Dr. Mitch, Jason Sheets, Bud's RPG Review, Dwayne Costa, William Payne, Lupus Malum, Salt Heart, Patrick Mullen, and our newest member, Dragon Girl 74. 